welcome once again back to Fine Beats and Cheeses, where we would never go a year without a Santa Claus. My name is Leslie Grace Streeter. I am a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author, um, a person who enjoys uh, weird stop motion animation, and who will die on forever on the hill that they owed Rudolph reparations. Um, I am joined by my co-host. I'm Lynn Sheeta Childreth. I make theater for young audiences and for other people. And, you know, I say if you're in a bad way, you just put one foot in front of the other. Thank you. All right. Um, we are here with producer Sam. Again. Yes. And our fabulous, wonderful guest is a dear friend. Dear friend, please introduce yourself. My name is Marnie Penning. And my married name is Coleman. So Marnie Penning Coleman. And uh, I would say that um, there's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. <laughs> yes, if you have not guessed, we are talking about classic Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. <laughs> um, there are they are the best. This is the second um Christmas themed uh show that we have recorded today. Uh this is uh the 15th of December and earlier we did one on Hallmark movies. So Hallmark Christmas movies. So we are just in a uh Christmasy way and you can't see it, but I'm actually dressed as an angel because I have a um living nativity to go to after this and um so I got dressed early. So, you know, we 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 go all out here, but she's wearing. Advertise. Yeah, she's wearing gaming headphones, and so she looks like the Nativity Angel who stopped to play um, Fortnite uh, on, on her way. As one um, does. As, as one, one does. does. Hey, it's. I was gonna say something. Oh please. Okay, I was just gonna say it's interesting about Rankin Bass because I think we're all about the same age ish, and we grew up almost in these, exactly the same age. Yeah, these movies these television specials were so ingrained to us as what christmas is that even the reference in commercials they're reference in elf they were just part of like the look of the stop action animation and the puppets and stuff are that's what we do so my son is 10 and we were watching um uh santa claus is coming to town yesterday and my son goes can i tell you something and i said what and he goes when I was little, which is when I was a kid, which is funny because he's 10, but when I was a kid, he said, um, those really freaked me out. He said, Why? He goes, Look at their faces. Look at the way they move. It's creepy. He goes, I like it. And I never really thought of it. When you look at like puppet Fred Astaire, you know, jumping over things, or whatever, you go, Yeah, that looks kind of weird. But we were like taught that's what heartwarming holiday animation was supposed to look like. Right. Cause that was the only thing that was on. It was like yeah, on yeah. the one channel every Christmas you get to watch these every Christmas. Every Christmas. Um, so I was going to say a little bit, Marmy, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for a living? Oh, okay. Well, I've been an actor since I was eight years old, and now I am an audiobook narrator for a living. Um, so I've done over 250, large, uh, 250 um, books on Audible, and I also have done over 350 large cast recordings for graphic audio. Wow. Um, I also do, I read the news for a curated app called Curio. So from the Financial <laughs> Times and Bloomberg and Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what I do is I sit in a padded cell and talk to myself for hours. It's darn excellent. There you go. So, there so you what's go. funny is that, so Marty and I have sort of like journeys. We got married the same year. 
the same mutual friend couldn't go to either of our weddings <laughs> because she was in a show. And so she would refer to Marnie as, you know, the person who the other wedding I couldn't go into, go, couldn't go to because of the show. And uh, so we got married the same year. Well, you got married in, so October, right? October, yeah. October 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, as my, as, so did, as did I, our children are the same age. Yep. We are the same age. Yep. And we both were diagnosed with ADHD in our 50s. Yep, that is correct. And we might be actually writing a show about that. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love progress. Yes, yes, yes. And we'll also say 2010 was a magical year for weddings because Sam and his wife got married that year and myself and my late husband got married that year. So what a great year. It was a great old year. Um, I'm I'm fascinated. And one day as a person who has done her own audio book. Oh, yeah. And which is terrifying. And I, th- I like it because my agent was like, you can pick up a couple of th- more thousand dollars. I'm like, great. Thank you, <laughs> little Brown, for my check. But having to read this, st- I wrote it, obviously, but having to read some really like crucial emotional things over mm-hmm. again was really hard. Yeah, I and I imagine. didn't realize how hard that was going to be. I just have to ask you before we get back into the, the rank and bass of it all. Um, is it difficult when you read these things and you read, even though you didn't write these books mm-hmm. um, and you reach really emotional passages, how hard is it not to, um, I mean, you're an actor, so I guess you're good at that, but what's that like to have to embody that? Well, it's, it's definitely, audiobooks are an acting job, which you've, you uh, figured out, I'm sure, in doing your own. It's when it's well-written and you're just in the character I feel everything that they're feeling. Yeah. And there are times when I just like this afternoon, I had to read a really hard like breakup scene where the guy was just being unreasonable and mm. the woman's like, but you love me. And so it was just like, you're, it, it, I get the same, all the same tightness and emotions. And there are times when I have to like take a break and mm. just like not and there. And there are some things that I won't record um, wow. because it's just too upsetting oh my goodness oh yeah well god bless you for for doing that for authors for you know bringing that part of the medium you know to life so i I, as an author i really appreciate that very much appreciate that um let's go back to the christmas i guess we're talking about because chris it's emotional and i think one of the things i love about these watching these shows which are 50 years old or older is that there's so many nuances that i didn't always understand and yeah. everyone's doing the ah face so marnie tell me like one that you watched like as an adult and went wait a minute oh my gosh well i was just watching rudolph the red-nosed reindeer again the other day and uh and, like when when uh rudolph's dad goes no this is man's work <laughs> and, he, like, uh. leaves. and then clarice and the mom are like whatever we're going after him too <laughs> there was all those plus like um, the way that they get the bumble to behave is they tickle his teeth out. Aww. Like, you know, like what if he doesn't know like what's what's going on. And yeah. also Hermie has a completely different face than any of the other elves. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yes. <laughs> and his voice, what's so funny is Hermie's voice doesn't to me does not match what Hermie looks like. It's very strange to me. And also you talk about the bumble. So if so if y'all never watched uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the bumble is um 
the abominable snowman and yeah. it is Yukon Cornelius famed gold hunter um it's his what what he calls him is the bumble um but when he comes back he says I said, you've tamed him. And that, to me, part of me was like, mm, colonization. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> but it like shove him over the, the camera. He was living his life in right. his thing. It's like the Chris Rock's um, thing, the tiger went tiger. The bumble went bumble. He just like up in his thing. Y'all had to be up there. And I might ask you to look up there, Cornelius. I know, or my right? mother calls him Klondike Jake. Um, she does. <laughs> She, for 50 years she's called that man kind of jacob we don't know why. we just go with it we gave her a little one once a little stuffed one she's like she it's... gave me she gave me klondike jake socks and i could only find one today because i was going to wear them for this oh. recording oh, whatever but yeah um rudolph was so we talked a little about rudolph rudolph is kind of like maybe maybe the sort of most famous one i guess because i think of the so song. Yeah. um so what was wild to me i did not remember about the rudolph one was him going away and becoming and growing up and getting a little older and then coming back. So, so the backstory you've never you ever heard of, of Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer, <laughs> you know, so, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. <laughs> and so he's born with what they are considering like a birth defect with this yes. red nose they're and so mean. they're so mean santa they was they're like so mean they were like oh and it's like and so santa's like oh no and so they're like, oh no well, we need to obviously cover it up so they put a little black tip on his nose to cover up his red nose and he can't talk it's not very comfortable <laughs> He can't breathe exactly. Marnie, you win life. Um, <laughs> it's my job. The, the, the child, I love it. The child cannot breathe. He goes to reindeer game school or whatever. He does great, but then the thing comes off of his nose. And Tiana's like, Well, that's such a shame because he was such a good flyer. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you bigot. I know. Oh, Seriously. they were all terrible. They're like, No, Rudolph, new rule, no reindeer games for you. It's like, uh, okay, we see how it is. So, and the fact that his father is totally terrible. Um, oh, totally, so bad about it, and just the bullying. And yes, in the you hear the song, they wouldn't let him play any reindeer games. You don't really until you see the show translate that to the abject bullying yeah. of this little thing. And Lynn and I have joked for years that, as you know, at the end, Rudolph saves the day. But Lynn and I were like, we could not be Rudolph. We'd be like, who? Santa what? <laughs> slay who? <laughs> like later. What's a slay? <laughs> Figure that out on your own, Dasher. I mean, it's just ugh, ugh, the terribleness. I, it, I mean, I love it. I do love that people admit that they're wrong at the end and they admit that they were wrong about him and they admit that like they should have given him a chance. But it is kind of like, oh, because Santa go, you know, it's just that nose. That nose, that beautiful nose, because then uh -huh. he realizes that he could help him. But yeah, that See, was kind of, that sucks. They, they want you around when they need you. I'm like, Rudolph, you mm -hmm. know, and that's when Rudolph, when were you radicalized, Rudolph, that day? <laughs> that day. <laughs> that day. Oh, where I would have been like, you know what? You know, he'd been going to talk show circuit, go, when not to, he'll tell the bullies. I don't know. It was terrible. But um, the familiar things, if that's the one Rankin Bass that you've seen, 
it's a familiar things it's like the kind of felt like looking puppets and they got like weird puppet mouths and they move really kind of herky-jerky and there's that group sing what do you call that that group singing thing that we are santas oh seriously. yeah and they all sing or the like a chorus a choir the chorus choir kind of a thing it's very of its time it's very we um, are santas elves yes um and poor Hermie, who doesn't want to be an elf, he wants to be a dentist. He doesn't make toys, he wants to be a dentist. Which is still hilarious. Like, <laughs> I've heard that a million times. When he said he wanted to be a dentist, I burst out into laughter because it's still <laughs> hilarious to me. So he had a plan. He had a plan. And he just wanted, no, dental school, I don't know what it looks like for elves. I'm not sure what. He was following his dream. He's following his what? dream, man. And he just, and then, he didn't want to be making no toys. But he even helped the, like, the mean head elf guy at the end. That's true, he did. With his teeth. Yeah, that oh. was wild. And I did like Clarice. Uh, yeah. Who was the love interest. And my uh, son said, he said, um, bro, just beat the speed run for girlfriend. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally, I think they meet when they're like a day old, two days old, five days old, something like that. It's like, they're right into it, man. Yeah. It's very, very early. It's almost like they've been like she's Khaleesi and they've been like, you know, promised to each other or something. I don't know. It's like Nala and Simba. Is oh, yeah. It was it's very Nala and Simba. And there was something else that you talked about. Yeah. Just like the whole like birthright thing or them going away. The period where he much like Moses <laughs> or <laughs> goes Simba into goes into the desert <laughs> and figured out a thing. And you're right, Lentu. I had until I watched it again yesterday. I had not remembered that I just remembered Rudolph born mean you need him for something oh now he back oh okay whatever <laughs> you know weird Klondike guy you know Yukon not Klondike mommy yeah uh. it's she ruined you <laughs> Tina Streeter Smith um but yeah it's so interesting actually we'll talk about some of the others too but it's so interesting how much I did not remember how I remembered pieces but I did not really remember if you if I had told you the whole plot I didn't remember where exactly what the heat miser thing was. And I didn't oh. remember exactly like I knew I kind of knew, but I couldn't remember sort of how they got to that point. And I couldn't remember. They're just things that I just didn't remember pieces of. Mm. Um, so one that I watched that I don't usually put in with these, and I don't think I've seen it since the seventies was a little drama boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. which was actually really beautiful, it is um, beautiful movie and it was the first time okay number one the, the cool thing about all of these is that it's all backstory it's all like lore and I love that all of these like take a simple song or whatever and kind of reach back into what happened and that's very exciting to me but the I little drummer boy like hated people like I didn't really remember that he yeah. was like I hate people because people had killed his parents yeah and yep, burned yep. down their farm and it was just him and um the animals that escaped yep, and yep, so yep. He was like this misanthrope. Then you're like, I don't want to perform for people because I hate them. And that was so like, oh, dang, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'd forgotten you, that part too. You I got think. me on some stuff. I didn't even know this was a whole situation. And I, once again, I think that we remember the parts. Like I barely, rem I remember that there was a little drummer boy. I remember what he looks like. Um, that's what I remembered about it. So this, I wonder if I had seen, oh, 
I wonder how much of that I didn't also remember because I didn't pick up on trauma like that uh, as a kid, yeah. you know, sure. that I was not, I picked up bullying mm -hmm. <laughs> and Rudolph. Yeah. Um, but I, I picked up awkwardness and some of the, like, you know, Rudolph being awkward or whatever, but I didn't necessarily, I didn't remember that. Well, do you know one interesting thing about the Little Drummer Boy that I want to say before we move on to another one? What I realized did stick out to me is that the three wise men were multicultural. There mm. was a, so a more European-looking one, there was an Asian one, and there was a Black one. And I think that is what stuck out to me of the fact that there was a multicultural group, which it probably wasn't, but that's the first time I had seen that. And I realized that was that kind of really stuck with me and that it was loving. It wasn't stereotypical. Well, that's from the Bible. That's but, right. Yeah. But it was very, it was very loving and it wasn't like nobody was talking jive, right? Or talking in horrible oh, Asian, like slang, offensive, like Mickey Rooney from you know, oh, yeah. representativities, nothing like that, right? It was just, it was beautiful and very respectful. And I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Like I was already for Heat Miser. And the reason I watched that one first is because it was free on Peacock. And I was like, let's start with this. And then um, it was it was really kind of lovely. So at the end, the little Jumma Boy's uh, sheep lamb gets injured. Yes, yes. And they refine the wise men. Oh, because the little drummer boy is part of a troop of traveling, like, show the people used to dance for the money they threw. Share. Right. Land. Because uh, yes. he, he got captured by the guy at the very beginning. He got captured. And he, now there was some stereotypical, though, like, um, uh, a Middle Eastern stuff in there, yeah. um, which was bad. Um but they meet up with the three kings and he and he basically leaves and winds back up with the three kings and he sees them at the manger and he wants them to help his sheep. And they're like, well, well I can't because I'm just a human king. But there is a king of all kings. Mm -hmm. He's like the child. And then he sings the song. They, they sing the song. And it was so beautiful. And I wanted to cry. And it was... Rankin Vegas. Yes. And now, Lynn, you have me saying, the drummer boy did whatever he could. Play the little drumming. Yes. Oh, I know. I just share. Everything Brought the should, kings the neighborhood. Everything should have a gypsy <laughs> chance and theme. It of. should, man. Anyway, so you had mentioned Mickey um, Mickey Rooney. Mm -hmm. I almost said Mickey Warwick Soldier. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. But let's go to the one that I watched, one of the ones that I watched yesterday, which was Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which stars Mickey Rooney as a very, very ginger Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, and once again, as Lynn was saying, there's a it's about backstory, is that the way that this tells it is that he was dropped off as a, at an orphanage. I had forgotten that he was dropped off to the Burgermeister Meister Burger. Yes. I completely forgot that Burgermeister Meister Burger is a mean man who was the mayor of this town who don't like nobody. And so somebody drops off a baby at the wrong house, basically. And he goes, I got time to take care of the baby. Take them to the orphanages, the orphans or whatever. So he winds up with this family of toy makers um his the kringles the kringles, the kringles. yes bah, bah, bah. exactly so um 
his little tags as claws. So they go, okay, we'll think of that later. You know, this will come up later. So um, he goes up with his family and, you know, it's, it's very whatever. So he, there's a news blackout of sorts and he does not realize that down in the town that the Burgermeister Meister Burger has outlawed toys. So he picks once again, his timing is terrible. Terrible. He goes Normal. down with a bag of toys and goes, I got some toys for y'all. They're like, not us. Ain't going to catch me with that. Goodbye. So this, this mean school marm named Jessica comes and she's like, y'all about to get everybody arrested. He's like, what? And she's like, he kind of cute. She's like, he's kind of cute too. Whatever. Don't get me arrested, bro. So um, they go to the Meister, the Burgermeister, and they give him a yo-yo. And at first he's like, I love yo-yos. And his little flunky is like, you about to break your own law, bro. And he's like, okay, <laughs> never mind. Jail for everybody. And also, Jessica is giving very Music Man vibes there. Yes. It's totally marrying the librarian. You very know. much so. Totally. Completely. Well, what was funny, too, to me? So she and Chris are the only redheads in the town, which is funny. Um, mm. So maybe they'll wind up together. But what was so funny to me was how kind of badass the little children in the town were. So, <laughs> what, so what happens is, is that the Burger Burgers and Meister Burger outlaws toys so they keep thinking of ways to get the toys to people. Yes. And they're like, well, first we'll send them down the chimney because they they won't let him come through the door. He First he comes through the door. Well, no, we'll lock the doors. Well, then he comes through the chimney. No, we can't let him do that. So then the kids, we're just hanging our stockings to dry. Yes. But every scenario ends with the kids in the town both basically playing, playing with their toys and the Burgermeister being like, how did this happen? But I love that they did not care. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to jail. We're kids. <laughs> Give, me them, toys. Give me them toys, yo. Um, right. You know, and, is, and, oh, go ahead. Go is ahead. what they were saying. Yeah. Um, and, and then Jessica's dream sequence that's like, 60s uh you know yes. it goes 2d for a second and she's like right. lets down her hair and she's like this man i <laughs> you know it's like all these psychedelic colors and yes! stuff. it's the weirdest it, it was like the mate the maid marion um interlude in the disney uh uh, Robin Hood that we just watched. Yeah, love goes on and on. It's like it's hazy and there's things blowing and it's psychedelic love <laughs> with some foxes. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, yeah, the weirdest. That was the weirdest. So, I, and, but, and it's weird in the middle of this, like, <laughs> I don't know where it seemed like it was set, like late 1800s, <laughs> early 1900s weirdness. And then it's all this, yeah, it's so strange. And also, like, lovely. Oh, so what we did not mention, and this part makes me like, so we talked about the, the um, in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the uh, abominable snowman, and then, like, encroaching on his territory. So in this movie, the heavy, for at least the beginning of the movie, was the Winter Warlock. And right. so Chris Kringle, when he's headed to Sombertown, um, goes past how did he not know he was going to have problems no well he goes somber town so he goes past and the window warlock you know he gets pie and he goes that's okay he got to come back i'm gonna get him on the way back um so he comes back he captures him in the and the penguin he is a penguin right the penguin. <laughs> the penguin and he says 
well, before this, let me give you a toy. And he goes, oh my gosh, the Wyndham Warlock. It's like, I've always wanted a choo-choo train. And then he gets him out of his thing and he becomes a life coach and they sing, put one foot in front of the other <laughs> and he leaves. But what was so hilarious is that what I don't think I remembered that the Winter Warlock becomes his friend and for the rest of the movie is hanging out with him in the crank yes. <laughs> And he's like their friend, like hanging out the homestead. And people will say, Mr. Warlock, he goes, Winter, please. Like he yep. keeps telling him that he's not him anymore. Like that's not him. He's grown. There you that's go, right. sorry, babe. That, that, that's that's his religious conversion name. Exactly. He's, He's like, no, winter. I am no longer <laughs> Abram. I am Abraham. Um, but wow. it was so it was really, I had forgotten that he was now a part of the posse. Like I knew that there was this put one foot in front of the other thing is one of my favorite songs, but I thought that that happened at the end. I didn't realize that he then became a friend, which is wild. I yeah, I totally had forgotten that. Watching it again, I was like. The Winter Warlock is, it's not, he's not a bad guy. Like after 20 minutes into the movie, he's like and, best friends. And he's chilling. He's just chilling. <laughs> literally. Literally chilling. It makes me laugh. The other thing I loved about this besides the, the craziness is that they do a really good job of saying, yes, we like toys, but also they really do a good job like the Grinch with it's not just about toys. It's about togetherness is about kids being because in that every person they offer a toy to even the burgermeister for a couple seconds is charm like he gives jessica a doll she's like always wanted a china doll but that my parents ever would let me have one it's like because everyone in your town sucks <laughs> oh, and she, to and, somber town <laughs> and she was she was new and the kids are like oh lord that's our new teacher whatever we don't <laughs> like her she crazy whatever it's just the kids are hilarious and the penguin like that is his sidekick the the penguin i don't remember if he had a name he did he called him something what did he call him um oh gosh i can't remember i'm gonna he look called it him up. something like yeah i'm looking it up now too um but yeah, it's so funny but what was it i don't know it, it was very random yeah well he's like what are you doing here because penguins are helpful he's like you're not <laughs> supposed to be here um I don't remember. I'm look Santa Claus. Anyway, um, what's what's the next thing you guys watched? Oh, um, uh, the the year without Santa Claus. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Topper was his name. By the Topper, way, thank you. I was like, oh my. Mm-hmm. I yeah. if, if you if I was on the show and you told me I had to win a million dollars, I would have lost because <laughs> I would not have remembered. I didn't even remember him saying that yesterday on the show. Um, so yes, the year without a Santa Claus, also known as the one with Heat Miser and Snow Miser, Snow Miser. Mm-hmm. which is the thing that I remember the most. I thought that that's the thing that I remembered the most but... about it. But I have to tell you, number one, this one has the weakest plot of any of them. Truth, <laughs> truth, <laughs> and it's all in verse too, isn't it? Like, year without a Santa Claus, isn't that the one where where um where Mrs. Claus says everything like something, 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 said Santa Claus. Oh, she does. And that's the other thing too about it. It was the original Dallas because it was all a dream. What? Okay, so, so the movie starts with Santa Claus is like sick or injured or something, right? And he's just also, he's not feeling it. He doesn't want to go out to do the toy thing. And he's like, you know what? These kids don't even believe in me anymore. They don't even care. I'm just calling Christmas <laughs> off. How many times in these movies did they say we're calling Christmas off? So anyway, they were calling <laughs> Christmas off. 
everyone had gotten the word somehow that Christmas was called off. But Mrs. Claus is like, no, we can't do that. So she dresses up. This didn't make any sense to me. I, so she dresses up like Santa Claus, but she doesn't actually pretend to be Santa Claus. So the two elves jingle and jingle and jangle jingle jingle and jangle yeah jingle jingle go off with the baby reindeer Mm -hmm. to go to south town which is like in the american south Mm -hmm. but i don't even remember why It, it, (laughs) it was okay um It had to do with, oh my gosh. Like I literally just watched I watched it yesterday. I don't remember the plot. Do you you remember why they went? They go, and maybe to find out if people really want Christmas, maybe to prove. Yes, Yes, I think so. So they go to this like South town or whatever, and they put these socks on the reindeer's ears. Mm -hmm. So she looks like a dog. A dog, yes. But she's sick because she's not used to warm weather. So she's just shivering and shivering. Well, she winds up getting captured by the dog pound. Mm. But, um, and then Santa Claus basically finds out that this is happening and he's kind of like, oh, those idiots, I got to do something, <laughs> right? So he goes- She's not a baby. Exactly. He's like, how did you even allow this to happen? It's like, this is, this is some BS. And so- <laughs> They go, he goes off, but then, so he gets there after and he finds the, he brings another, another reindeer and they find the little reindeer and he winds up pretending to not be Santa Claus. And then, but somehow, oh, they still want to show that the people about the goodness of whatever. So they're trying to make it snow in Southtown. Oh, yeah. Right. So, but, but the heat miser and snow miser are brothers who have different domains of the world the the hot and the cold and uh heat miser won't allow it to snow in uh town in south town so each of them sing their songs um each of them sing their their songs. And I mean, again, if there's the best part, I missed her. Even though I have to tell you, Heat Miser's song is better than Snow Miser's song. It is. Yeah. yeah. I will also say that being raised a black child in the 70s, anybody who ever had hair that was like crazy up like that, sometimes, oh, we look at you like he's Miser. So, I mean, this is a thing. Totally. I, I kind of look like Heat Miser tape. My hair is not like that, but it's very red as of <laughs> about 48 hours ago. So... Yes, I, I completely understand that. Um, I What I loved about this, other than the show tunes, which is most of it, is that, yeah, it didn't make any sense. Also, this was my introduction to Elvis's Blue Christmas. Mine too! Right, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it written for this? No. No, 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 wasn't, I mean, like, oh, no, it was Elvis before it was yeah, before the this. thing. Okay, did yeah, they write that into the... The show specifically because Santa wasn't coming. Yeah, right. so, so the little girl's so. writing letters. <clears throat> okay, right there yeah, they writing a girl. letter to let. So the song came out 1962, but it was yeah. Jim Reeves uh, wrote it. Okay. So wrote it. Um, but it was so funny that that's how I remember this song too. And then later I heard the Elvis version. I'm like, oh, this is an actual song that was and then the, the mel blanc um porky pig version 
which actually isn't really Mel Blanc. Did you know that? No, no. it's not. No, it's a guy. Do you know this, Sam? It, so there's a version that they thought people said was Mel Blanc, but actually supposedly it was actually a radio DJ. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. I'm mad. Mm. Yeah, about that. I know. I anyway, know. it's very funny. It's so, very, but, very funny. And Ma Mother Nature is the he, the Miser Brothers' mother. Mother, yeah. And then they go and Santa's like, oh, yes. And so he goes to, he flies the the reindeer to Southtown. But then at the end, he gets up and he goes, I dreamed weird things or bad things. The whole thing was a dream, right? And that was your takeaway, that the whole thing was a dream? That wasn't my takeaway. But oh, see, I, I hope see. not because it was dumb. Well, and also Iggy, don't forget Iggy, who like is the kid who doesn't believe in Santa. We're not oh, yet, yes. mister. And then his parents were like, no, I believe in Santa Claus. You know, <laughs> I believe in love, you know. And and uh, and then the mayor is like, if you can make it snow in Southtown, I'll let your reindeer go. Whoa. I'll remember. I, I'll I'll believe that you're Santa and I'll let your reindeer go. That was, that was my why reindeer <laughs> go. Oh my gosh! I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. It's, um, it, these are okay. What's so funny is we, we always ask, and we'll the more discussion with this. We always ask our guest if this thing is cheesy, and if you've decided that it is, I, I think I know the answer is going to be: Do you care? Um, yes, yes, it's cheesy. No, I don't care. I I enjoy it too much because of the nostalgia factor. Yes. It, it, it was it, like you said of what was it's what was on right it, mm -hmm. it, you didn't have much I, I think about like the way most of us like saw Jaws the first time because we watched the ABC Friday night movies and they like cut stuff and like we all that's the way that we were introduced there's so many choices now of what you watch and what you don't watch even though I think even if kids don't watch things nowadays, they still have heard of stuff. Stuff is still like in the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. But but we weren't in the zeitgeist. It was there. It was in our faces. Yeah. Um, was there something else I wanted to say about you without Santa Claus? Um. Uh, I don't know, but it was it was why I think it had the least coherent. <laughs> <laughs> plot which is a lot to say when you're talking about elves and stuff but that Girl. was wild what um so what else did we watch so we talked about year about the year without the santa claus go ahead do we want to talk about the 2d rankin bass like frosty the snowman yeah yes. frosty was wild yeah frosty right? is wild. i watch it every year and like you said lynn every time i watch it i go have i actually seen this before because there's always something that i've missed or that I don't remember. I literally, I think I watch it at least once every couple years. And I'm always like, what? Yeah. Karen on the icebox car. My mom won't care as long as I'm back for dinner. <laughs> that North makes Paul. me laugh. Right? Oh. oh my gosh. And so, so they're always, so with that and with um, Year Without a Santa Claus. So Year Without a Santa Claus it was a little reindeer used to the cold who was getting sick in the heat. In right. this movie, you have a little girl. Okay, so Frosty the Snowman comes to life, right? So this crazy magician who's yeah. a bad magician, yeah. and he throws his hat away, and it's a magic hat. And But then when he realized that it was actually magic, he's trying to get it back. Get it back, yeah. He was like, I'm a hack, but I'm a hack with something. And... Um, <laughs> 
So they're like, well, they need to go to the North Pole so Frosty can be a snowman forever or I don't know, right? Something. So Yeah, so he even, wouldn't melt. So he wouldn't melt. So the little girl, right, she they they get on a boxcar and they go and she's like <laughs> Not the, the boxcar. Would, would you say that she can go? She can go if she if she's home by five. By dinner. By dinner. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, and my mom won't care as long as I'm home by dinner. Let's go to the North Pole. <laughs> And if you notice, when you open the box, there's like a cake just sitting out there that's not covered <laughs> with anything. It's just like a cake in the in the frozen box car. <laughs> which okay. reminds me of one of my favorite songs, Brooke Benton's Rainy Night in Georgia, which is about uh, desperate, uh, sad people uh, playing guitar probably over uh, the stew of Dinty Moore soup. Um, oh, what, what, you know, soup. Not a little girl. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> well, so what's so, so another funny thing? So I was saying is that she gets in the boxcar and she gets too cold. But what's hilarious is the part before where all the kids, right, try to go and they go, we want tickets to the North Pole. And the guy's like, great. It's like $3,000. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we don't have any money. Hold up. <laughs> and I'm like, shh, look, there's an open box car over there. Let's just go. <laughs> Let's just go and be scamps. Um yeah, not scamps. So they get to the North Pole and Frosty, though his melt oh, because he say he sacrifices himself, right, to save the little girl <laughs> and he melts. Oh. And in the greenhouse. Crying. She they get locked in a greenhouse. Oh, that's right. By the the mean the mean ma uh, magic man because he's he's like you're too cold we got to get off this box car and then they end up going into the greenhouse and getting shut in by the magic man the yeah. trauma that we right? <laughs> I, I just and it, i don't know if you also were raised with a healthy dose of um the sit and marty croft yeah um, thing but 100%. between all of our entertainment was perhaps some of people on drugs totally <laughs> all of it because there's so much like trauma and psychedelic weirdness and like why is there a penguin and i just imagine like somebody woke up and said oh my god there was this is in my trip there was a penguin <laughs> and like a dude named burgermeister burgermeister burger is the best name ever and you talked about the trauma like briefly in city mighty croft like all of that was like dr shrinker like literally it was a show about kids who get shrunk by an evil dude i had nightmares i i had nightmares about dr shrinker he's a doctor with an evil mind dr. Yes. Shrinker. yeah dr. oh that's a, that's another good episode you should totally do it we totally have to do sit i can't croft. believe we have not done sit and marty croft um and once again that's why we're so weird as a as a generation i think is because half the stuff didn't make any sense like you know what go with it although you know our parents were raised on uh, a show about a, a little girl who kills a lady with a house and she's held a political prisoner um, and they take the property of the, the victim and this lady who's the her enemy is like, you can't go home till you figure this out. Oh, you could have gone the whole time. Sorry. What <laughs> the hell? And holds Linda? her and puts her shoes. She makes her a target yeah. by putting the shoes on her feet. It's bad. Yeah. Um, so with the Frosty, so he, by, okay, um, he melts and she's crying, but Santa's like, but he was made with Christmas snow. Yep. So he would come back every year. 
I know, right? And it was better, but but it. We talk a lot about um, what's interesting. So I do see your different audiences, and some of the things that we talk about, you know, are semi. You know, we talk about real feelings and things that happen. And sometimes I would write stuff and be like, "Is this too much for kids?" But I think about the fact in every Disney movie, somebody has lost their mother or father, or the bat. Right off the bat. I mean, mean, Dagon Lion King, he is told that he's killed his dad and he's carrying that around from the time he was a child until he was a younger freaking adult. And so, but, and we just accepted it. Like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Every, every single one. It's like single parent or parental trauma, like immediately. Immediately. It is. Yeah, it's really, it's really wild. Um, my, my dad used to say, the thing about Disney movies is they would be so short if you had responsible adults in them. That's the truth. That's the truth. Or they incapacitate the parent, like in Brave, like she turns her into a bear. And Oh like, my gosh, craziness. Right, exactly. Really quick, I just yes. wanted to make, make sure you know this. My husband is a wine and cheese buyer. So it's perfect that i'm on fine beats and cheeses that is amazing do you see the um sam's wearing our swag oh we didn't say for I... this one we have swag y'all and you should buy it ah uh, taking it easy keeping it cheesy i love it um it's it's wonderful here's here's my child in Hello, the child. that you can't see um but um yeah these are 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 wild and when you look at them but they're still really 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 enjoyable and there's something again for pretty much every single one of them when I watched them yesterday I watched like five of them yesterday there was something that um I had forgotten and there was something uh, I think the one that that got me the most is a little drummer boy because it's the one I've watched the least I only remember maybe watching it once or twice and something stuck with me but the again the year without a Santa Claus is about those those jams um yeah that's miser and snow miser that's it that's the best part of it i'm too much I, I cannot strongly enough recommend just going on youtube putting in uh heat miser cold miser and letting it do its own thing <laughs> i got about eight deep and i found a ska version that is my favorite thing i have ever heard i have in, to listen at to least that. this year we'll, and... put, we'll put the link when we put it up yes. officially but there's also um, what I watched over the weekend with my friends was um, all like three or four of them on YouTube with the commercials from the 70s in between. Like, and, and so it was wild just watching like Norelco and Coca Cola and all that stuff. Like, it was like I all. Of I these remember old- that. <laughs> totally. Oh, I remember all these. Oh, my mom would never buy me that. I know, right? That was usually exactly. what it was. <laughs> There was an Easy Bake Oven one in there. It was like, you know, they're the only <laughs> boys that are in these commercials or the only uh, male presenting uh, children in these commercials are the ones who are eating the things that their female presenting siblings were baking with the Easy Bake Oven. Oh, yeah. That, that, welcome to the 70s, man. Right, exactly. Oh, it's so... But again, it's so sort of retro and I guess backwards thinking in some ways, but also in some ways forward thinking and that you had, um, 
you know, Clarice from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, who was like, bump this, I'm out. Totally. And Mrs. Claus, who was like, bump this, let's figure out some kind of way. And she's the one who... um, sort of ventures out to to sort of save things because she's like you're an idiot santa claus pretty much is what she's saying and mother nature too mother and mother nature powerful so yeah you're absolutely right it was a very um there was some forward thinking stuff in that and also again those little kids and santa claus is coming to town who yeah. did not care about burgermeister <laughs> i mean every five minutes they were like we got toys uh-oh <laughs> We're tricking them like, yeah, it's just our stockings, air quotes. <laughs> and, and 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 but again, it was all this great like lore. Like that's how he started coming down the chimney because he couldn't come in the house. And that's how stuff was left in the stockings because they had to pretend that stuff was in their stockings. And mm-hmm. and Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't know why <laughs> I just said that, but it just came and that's how it. Jessica became Mrs. Claus. And I, I do have to say, I appreciate at the end where she had like a woman's body yes. as Mrs. Claus. Like she went from Jessica, like skinny, skinny school marm. So skinny. Um, and then like, as she becomes Mrs. Claus, she like looks like a real person. Like it she's, was... she's jolly and plump. It's awesome. Jolly and plump. And I love that they just look like old people who could have looked like that, but they were just so happy. And I love the different iterations of Mrs. Claus. Like in um in what was the in what was the one where she actually had dark hair? Oh right. Eat, Papa, eat. Nobody right. likes a skinny Santa. That's uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, she she has the dark hair in that one. Right. And then Year Without a Santa Claus, she's the oldest. Right. She's and, the white hair. And then and then we see her progression in um, Santa Claus is coming and to Santa town. Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Yeah, again, it was it was interesting watching these same characters, but different. Um, and it was really funny in, uh, A Year Without a Santa Claus, right? They do, oh no, Santa Claus is coming to town. They said, um, they were talking about the reindeer and they said, and, and, and they show Rudolph, they go, no, not him yet. That was awesome. I love that. That's another story. That's another story. (laughs) Um, but yeah, any, any closing thoughts that you have about Rankin Bass, Marnie? Uh, I got to go to, um, at the, like the motion picture museum in New York, uh, years ago, probably like 20 years ago now, I got to go to a, a talk about Rankin Bass and I just want to go back in and, and watch more, um, of the backstory of how for, how forward thinking this was at the time. And we didn't even touch like Rudolph's shiny new year or you oh, know, no. baby new year and all that stuff. And um, <laughs> baby new year. I know, but this was like state of the art at the time with really this was. jerky, you know, stop motion stuff. Um, but I, every year my, my own 11 year old and, and I, and my husband, we all just, we love to watch this even though it's cheesy because it was so ingrained in us growing up, I think. Yeah, and and they're classics, and they still show them yeah. on television. And I actually haven't, I don't know if I've watched them with my kid. We watched a couple, when he was really little, this horrible, like, sequel to Frosty the Snowman. Oh, yeah. No sense. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, uh, what's Frosty's something or other? I can't right. remember. Right, and it, yeah. was, it was so, it was like violent. Like, I can't even remember. It was something very strange about it. And I will look up the, maybe during the week, during the week that we um, put these up, we talk about stuff on the on the Facebook page and maybe I'll talk about it. But anyway, I actually need to have him sit down and watch the other one. So Sam, any- Frosty's uh, Winter Wonderland. Frosty's, it yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. Ooh. Sam, anything? Um, I remember these as a part of childhood and have now gone back and looked at things. Um, I haven't watched them all through, but I'm, I may, I may, um, but an interesting sidebar to the whole thing is so much of the animation was done by these big Japanese animation houses that, um, for instance, the, um, what is it? Uh, I'm going to mangle them, but Mushi Productions. Hmm. Um, who was founded by the guy who did um, Kimba the White Lion. Oh. So there's a reason these things are top quality because they were made by the top quality animators in the world at the time. So wow. that's a whole side issue that I, I was I was vaguely familiar with. I did not know that. Yeah, and a bunch of their production runners were uh, the Hanna-Barbera crew. No clue. Wow. Hanna-Barbera crew. So yeah, they were, this was really, Rankin Bass was, the best of the best of the best at the time. Yeah. Sure. I love it. Well, it's all really good stuff. Well, Marnie, can you tell us where one could find you if you want to be found? Yes. And as a matter of fact, I am wearing my own swag today. Uh, I have a shirt that says The Lady Hamlet on it. Um, I am The Lady Hamlet across all socials because my background is in Shakespeare and I've done 54 productions of 23 of Shakespeare's plays. Um, so that's wow. that's where I come from. And my... My website is theladyhamlet.com, and uh, I really love being on TikTok, too. So if you enjoy TikTok, come and watch me sing about uh, uh, O Pterosaur, O Pterosaur, instead of <laughs> O Christmas. I am in. Love. Love, love, love. Say no more. I am in. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Marnie and Sam and Leslie, who had to jump off, uh, this has been really delightful. Um, I um, I'm I'm really excited. I hope that you all, if you all were our our, our age, hopefully you will go back and watch these. And if you are younger than us and happen to for some reason to be listening to the show, we love you, younger youngsters. Um, we hope you check them out if you haven't seen them. So on behalf of all of us, Sam, will you say um and Leslie usually does this part, keep it easy, keep it breezy, keep it cheesy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.